0: Hello, and welcome to the Wild Blue Podcast, perspectives on aviation lives, lifestyles, and business. Hi, this is Chris Kirk at Wild Blue, and this is the Wild Blue Podcast, where we discuss perspectives on aviation lives, uh, lifestyles, and businesses. And today, I've got Brian Bronson with me, and Brian is the president and CEO of Omaha Airplane Supply. So welcome, Brian.
1: Thanks, Chris. Good, uh, Good to be here.
0: You know, uh, what's interesting is, um, oh, it's probably been six months ago, I was on, I think it was on the Casey Aviators um, web page or Facebook page, and you chimed in on something. I don't remember what it was. Somebody had a, a, a question or comment, and you mentioned something. And I had really, you know, just being a, a total moron here, I had no, <laughs> no idea who you guys were. And so uh, I'm like, oh, okay, this is cool. So I started checking you out. And then, as uh, as things would happen, uh, I'm trying to remember when was this. We had an airplane in Saint Joe, Missouri. Yeah. Uh, coming in that day, and I don't I don't remember if it was December, or January, or November. I, it was cold. It was cold. And you and I passed each other, and I saw you had your shirt on. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I'm like, oh, cool. And so I I said something to you, and so that's really the first time we met. It was just by chance there passing, and and I don't know what you were doing in Saint Joe, but it was. Uh, it was good that we we both did that. So
1: sure. Yeah, we uh Omaha Airplane Supply, we, we get that reaction a lot. You know, we don't we don't know who you are. We've never heard of you. And for fifty, fifty-four years, I think, uh 54, 55 years, we're we're the biggest aircraft parts distributor that nobody's ever heard of, right? So really? yeah, we our business model has been hundred percent wholesale. So we've been in the background supplying parts to all the engine overhaul shops and the FBOs and maintenance facilities. And then for a long time, and we still do to some extent, we've been the distributor for a lot of the popular online uh, web e-commerce stores that people buy parts through. So you go to some of these more public facing Aircraft parts distributors or parts sales sites, and we're the distributor behind those, you know, supplying a lot of parts.
0: Really? Yeah. Is there, so, is there an example you can share? Or would that be best not to? to uh, no,
1: ab- absolutely. Up until um, just last year, there was a there was an acquisition between um, Aero Performance and Aircraft Spruce. So everybody knows Aircraft Spruce, great company, great ownership. And for the longest time, we supplied aircraft spruce with all the like homing and all the Continental parts.
0: Oh no, kidding!
1: Yeah. So then they bought. There was an acquisition. They bought another company that had distribution. So that that went away. Uh, you've heard of Ram Aircraft, I'm sure. Was her Ram? You know, they have very popular 520 and right. 550 conversions, and we supply them all the like or all the Continental parts for those conversions. So we, uh, you know. They've been a great, great source of business for a long time. Lycon up in Visalia, California, a huge engine overhaul shop. We supply them with a ton of Lycoming parts. Um, chief aircraft, we supply those those folks with a lot of the consumables. So we're doing a lot of work behind the scenes that, that nobody sees, uh, doing a lot of the heavy lifting, if you will. Do you
0: supply a lot of just um... – FBOs and maintenance shops as well
1: we do and that's been that's really been our um, kind of our our rock for 50 50 some years is we've had great relationships with all the FBOs you know in the midwest and on the west coast Uh, the west coast is served by our Long Beach California facility but we've really got a stronghold in the midwest you know I tell people that between the Rockies and the Mississippi you know all of those people that are in the aircraft maintenance business know who we are because we've been doing business with them for so long. So, you know, your, your small FBOs, your, your large maintenance facilities, uh, you know, the Elliot's of the world, uh, Avcraft in Columbus, Nebraska is a very small FBO, but you know, we, we supply those guys with parts. So we run the gamut of parts facilities, maintenance facilities and fleets, we, we support a lot of fleets. So you said you've got a
0: facility in Long Beach. Is that a, like a distribution center or how does that work?
1: Yeah, so Long Beach is kind of a mirror to Omaha. Uh, they have their own warehouse, their own sales staff. They do uh, outside sales, inside sales. So it's pretty much clone of the Omaha facility. Same name. Uh, the only thing Long Beach doesn't have is they don't have a hose shop. That we have here in Omaha. So they they serve the same kind of clients that we do. Uh, fleets, mm-hmm. maintenance facilities, overhaul shops, and engine overhaul shops, and uh, component overhaul shops.
0: Okay. So um, now tell me if I'm wrong, but your background is a lot of kind of what I do, a lot of back uh, aircraft sales. How did you get involved with this?
1: Yeah. So, you know, if you I call myself a serial entrepreneur. Really, um, I like to I like to learn new things and get into new pieces of business and try to you know refine the process that works so works for me. But uh, you know, we were you know, Chris, you and I had some some competing interests you know sure. a few years back, and yeah. it's always good to play in the same arena with with a company like yours. You guys are do a nice job. Um, and i came into omaha airplane supply so they they're just a few miles from the airport i operated out of and i'd buy parts you know batteries or lights uh, tires and my my business partner he was talking to the president harold cheesman who has been with the company for almost its inception it's inception and he uh, he said harold when when are you going to retire and he said well we got a meeting about that in a couple of weeks and you know, we, we think it's time. So we approached the ownership group and kind of fell into it. We didn't really have any aspirations to own an aircraft parts distribution company, uh, but we knew we knew that the company had a legacy. It had a recognizable brand, very loyal customers, and more importantly, it had distribution on on parts that people just can't get today. It's almost impossible for someone to go to Lycoming and get a dist- distributorship or Continental or Goodyear. Uh, so the distributorships are really locked up tight. So we knew that all the pieces were there. And if we could just refine some of the processes and, and bring technology to the company to you know, increase the efficiency with the workflows, uh, we knew that Omaha Airplane Supply really had a future in parts distribution,
0: and, and that's been what a year and a half ago. About so a year and a oh, half.
1: About a year and a half ago. Yep.
0: About a year and a half ago. So so far, is it panning out more or less the way you
1: envision? It's been it's been really great. Uh, it's been a lot harder than I thought. Yeah. They, there's a lot of players in this side of the business that that I don't know, and that you know, aviation is a small community. We're all very trusting. But we're all we all kind of we need to earn people's trust, right? So, like in the aircraft sales business, you know, you want to believe that the broker on the other end of the phone is a good person and going to going to do a good deal. And the same is true in parts distribution. Um, just because you have this foundation, it doesn't mean you've earned the the trust of the other players. So that's been kind of interesting uh, to overcome. And you know, the competition is is out there. There's a lot of consolidation happening in the industry. We've got, you know, distributors buying manufacturers and manufacturers buying distributors and distributors buying other distributors and you know maintenance facilities buying distributors. So there's just a lot of a lot of movement right now. It's it's pretty cool to watch.
0: What what would you say sets you guys apart from some of that other competition?
1: Yeah. So I think that our shining piece here is our people. Uh, The people that, that have been at Omaha airplane supply have been here for decades. And you know, that presents a different set of challenges, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, you know, we get customers that call in. um, And a lot of times they know the part number they need. And a lot of times, you know, we have engines that are being opened up for the first time in 40 years or 30 years. So, they get in there and start looking at part numbers uh, inside the engine. And that part number has been superseded six times. So, you know, our staff has the experience to know, okay, this part number is a bolt on a connecting rod and it's been superseded three times. I recognize this number from 30 years ago, here's the new one. So I think what sets us apart is the, the technical support that we have uh, in my opinion, is better than anybody else out there. Uh, we really dive into the problems and we really try to help the customer with whatever problem they're trying to solve because we know that if our customers can be successful and we can help them be successful, then that will that will come back our way and, and we will be successful. So sure. definitely, without question, it's the people. So a lot of corporate knowledge
0: and what you're saying for the folks that you have how many employees do you have
1: yeah we've got about 23 employees spread between both facilities um most of those are internal we right now we have two outside salespeople, and we're going to be adding a couple more of those in some select regions and then you know there's been a very very large distributor that got bought by a very large company and a lot of those inside sales reps technical reps you know they're out looking for jobs so we we're working with a model right now where we can employ those people remotely you know because a lot of them live in Kansas City a lot of them live in Minneapolis or Dallas so we want to try to capture their knowledge put them on our team and we know that the the idea of moving from Kansas City to Omaha It's not going to work for people. Right. So we're trying to model a program where, you know, they can work from home. You know, we're living in this COVID-19 pandemic right now, and we're seeing a lot of people being forced to work from home. And a lot of companies and business owners are looking at that saying, wow, this this can actually work. This there might be some merit to this. So we're we're trying to piggyback on that and understand how we can capture a lot of this knowledge and bring it. You know, bring it into our company.
0: Sure. So, as a as an owner, as a uh, a leader, as an entrepreneur <laughs> of your company, you've got a lot of challenges that you face. Um, wh- what do you see as your most important role? Is it business development? Is it leading your team? I mean, uh, maybe it's all a combination of all of them.
1: Yeah. You know, aircraft sales is great, right? You you have an asset that you're going to dispose of for somebody, you know, or you have Um, a buyer who is excited to go buy an airplane and and that's, that's your transaction. That's your focus. Um, And parts distribution is totally different. There's a million moving pieces and at any given day, you know, your direction changes. So I think if I had to boil everything down to one, you know, what is the most important thing for me to do as a leader? It's to not be, it's to not be the smartest person in the room. I need to make sure that all the other disciplines involved in running a business like this, I have the smartest people in those positions because it's not, it's not me. I I can't pretend to be, you know, I know everything about finances and I know everything about, you know, technical information. So the most important part for me was to put the right people in the right places and when i do that it allows me to focus on the big picture and that's you know moving the company forward bringing it into the electronic age um, and positioning ourselves to compete uh, against some of the other you know e-commerce type uh, parts distributors
0: yeah that's a really good concept. I think of leadership in, and, and the one thing that somebody taught me years ago, and I think this applies so much in aviation uh, is uh, there are no experts in aviation. There's only people who refuse to quit learning.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: And you know, as soon as I hear somebody tell me they're an expert or they ask me if I'm an expert, I'm like, Shh, I'm not even close.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know? The best we can do is regurgitate what we've learned and, it amazes me, you know, there's a lot of things that I feel really comfortable in. Um, a lot of airframes that I'm really, like I feel really comfortable. And then every time I get involved, I learn something new. And right. I, think, I think a good leader is always learning new things. Uh, to put yourself in a position that, you know, I can't be taught and I know everything is,
0: yeah. it's not gonna work. And there are those people out there. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, so in, in your business, now uh, give me a little bit of background, if you will, on your flying experience. You, you fly, you're a pilot, uh, and, and how does all that kind of uh,
1: mesh with Omaha Airplane Supply? Yeah, so if you got time for a story, uh, I'll take you yeah. back to how I, how I got into it because it, it kind of all plays together. My family moved from Northern California to uh, Columbus, Nebraska in like 1996, and I played high school football. I moved between my junior and senior year to Nebraska. And that's what you do in the Midwest is you play high school football. That's just, that's what you do. So that's what I did is I went yeah. out to the football team and it was hot and humid and miserable. And I had no friends cause I was new and um, the humidity was like miserable. And I'm standing there on the football field one day. And I see an airplane fly over a small airplane I look up and, I, and I, I remember the thought so clear. I thought, that has got to be better than this. Whatever that <laughs> is, it's gotta be better than this. So that was my last day of football practice. Is uh, that right? Yeah, I turned my pads in, I was like, thanks, I'm out. So I went out to the FBO and I talked to the folks there and I said, look, you know, I'm new here, I, I, you have a job, maybe I wanna learn how to fly. So they, they put me to work pumping gas and I, that's where I got my, my start in aviation and my foundation, and I started trading working hours for flying hours, and I worked there for a long time. Uh, I got my private pilot's license there uh, with the operator, and a uh, great group of guys to work with. I really cut my teeth there and learned a lot about maintenance and you know the aircraft line support stuff and fueling and different types of airplanes. So then I, uh, I thought, well, I should probably make this a job. This should probably be my deal, because I really, I really enjoy it. So I went off to a, a small two-year school in Iowa, uh, Iowa Lakes Community College. It's still operating today, and it's a great program. Got all my ratings, came back to Columbus, did a lot of flight instructing, helped out in the shop, and then moved to Omaha, where I, I took a job with the University of Nebraska. They had a Piper Saratoga that was outfitted with some uh, camera equipment. They Duncan aviation had cut a hole in the belly and put some mounts in there. So I spent about 3,500 hours in a Saratoga mapping all kinds of parts of the country. Wow. I really got a lot of experience there. And, you know, then there was kind of a downturn in the economy and I sort of thought, well, maybe I'll take a break from aviation. So I, I got into some other businesses um, and I used aviation to my advantage. I had a trucking and logistics company. I had a property management company. So I would fly, you know, I'd fly to see customers. I'd fly to business meetings. I would do, uh, you know, uh, move truck drivers around or, you know, I just, I used it as part of my logistics network to get people to where they needed to be. And I sold that company. Uh, probably about six years now, six years ago. And, uh, I thought, well, what am I going to do now? (laughs) So I went out to the local FBO at the Millard airport Oracle aviation and a guy by the name of Bob Negus had just taken over the operations. And I said, Bob, you know, um, you interviewed me for a job like 15 years ago and you didn't hire me, but that's okay. I know you don't remember me. But I'm back now, and I want to sell airplanes. And he kind of laughed at me and, and thought, you know, everybody wants to sell airplanes. Yeah. So I, I did a Bonanza deal just kind of on my own. Didn't really know anything about it. I figured it all out. And then I, I, I literally cleaned out a broom closet at Oracle Aviation, put all the stuff in the hangar, set up a little desk and a laptop, and I said, all right, I'm, I'm really going to do this. And so that's how my aircraft sales career started was just I just wanted to do it it's something I wanted to do and I had sold my other company so that's that's what I did and I fell in love with um, I some people hate this term I love the term but I fell in love with the short-body bonanzas you know the yeah. v35 or the 35 model and the 33s and and the, the short barons and uh, you know I sold a lot of those airplanes and did a lot of acquisitions on those and Then it turned into some Pilatus and some TBM transactions. So I did that for a long time. And that I love aircraft sales and I love the art of the deal and, you know, the people and the excitement. And, you know, I even like to deal with with some of the sadness that an owner faces when he has to sell his airplane. You know, it's, it's kind of like, it comes full circle, right? He sit there and listen to his stories about, when he started and how excited he was when he bought the airplane and all the trips he's taken in it. And, and now, you know, it's time for it to go away. So, so that's kind of my aviation career in a nutshell. And then I walked into Omaha Airplane Supply one day and here I am. Yeah, this, <laughs> I'm yeah, you, driving the boat.
0: <laughs> you you just recently sold a Bonanza. And I, did. Uh, and I know you and I've had other conversations, but you guys are not, flying anything currently for the business or are, are you?
1: Yeah, so I, I sold my Bonanza two or three months ago. And, you know, when I did that, I really looked at our mission personally, my, my wife and I, and I looked at uh, the company, you know, what the company needs in an airplane. So I started looking at, you know, going back to that that short body Bonanza deal, um, looked at some other Bonanzas, some more weather capable airplanes, looked at the 55 series barons, and against uh, all of the advice of everybody I've talked to, I actually am closing on a 56 TC next week.
0: Oh, all right. That's, yeah, that is a, um, (laughs) well, it's, it's a unique airplane. (laughs) It
1: it is a unique airplane, but my position is this. Um, I'm tied in with a maintenance facility and I own a parts distribution company. So if anybody should own a 56 TC, it's me. I've got got all the parts. I've got the mechanics to work on them. And I like unique airplanes. I like things that are different and special. And the 56 TC, you know, is a, you know, based on the C 55 and it was kind of the test bed for uh, the Duke. So it's got 380 horse comings out there and, uh, I don't know i look forward to flying it we'll see how it works but the the mission was you know as we visit vendors and manufacturers and some of the larger customers you know i found myself in the bonanza not wanting to not wanting to fly at night and really having to delay for weather and right. you know not wanting to do any over water operations uh, not really wanting to go over the rocky mountains and you know, with having a Long Beach facility, I just it became really clear to me that, you know, a, a piston twin is is what I needed personally, and what would benefit the company the most.
0: So I think I saw somewhere uh, that one of your goals is to fly the Bahamas with your family. Yeah, is that right.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Are so you going
0: to do that in this airplane?
1: We are, and that was that was really a driving force for this airplane or, or for a twin was, you know, Continental and Lycoming, look, they, they're they reliable. They make good products. They they just do. But they do fail. And I don't want to be the guy right. where it fails and I'm out over the ocean somewhere and I'm going swimming in a raft. So, so that definitely led into the decision of let's get some redundancy. Let's have a, more of a safety margin. And we've got a trip, uh, we've got a trip planned to St. Croix and a trip planned to Aruba, which I've already flight planned in the Baron and it works. <laughs> so, so yeah, that is definitely, uh, definitely on the list.
0: Yeah. Well, that's, that's neat because I think if somebody calls your business and, and one of the things I've always been somewhat surprised about is you talk with an aviation business, sometimes it's sales even, and <laughs> the, um, I guess I would call it the lack of well-roundedness with some of the folks that you talk to. Um, you know, you don't have to be a, a pilot to sell airplanes um, nor do you necessarily have to have a sales background. But if you're lacking some of that stuff, then it, you know, you're not, you're not bringing as much to the table. And so what's cool is, you know, people call you about your business looking for something and you got, you've got a lot of different things that you bring to the table that can kind of guide them. In the right direction, and and uh, I think it's very valuable for, for people who are looking to you to solve their problem.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We, you know, to your point, just yesterday I worked with a guy. Uh, he has a bonanza with uh, DeShannon tip tanks, and he wants to add LED lights to his DeShannon tip tanks. And we're a distributor for Wayland. We're a distributor for Arrow Aero LEDs. Right. And. Everybody's talking about how Wayland wouldn't work and this for that. So I knew from my industry experience that there was a solution out there. So I messaged this guy and we got on the phone call. And, and lo and behold, the AeroLED, uh, one of the AeroLED lines works perfectly in the DeShanna tip tanks. So I was able to, you know, instead of just saying, sorry, I don't know, I can't help you. You know, I really wanted to help this guy out. I really wanted to help him get into the LED era of aircraft lighting. And it's, it turns out that there's, a, there's kind of a problem out there with, with these particular tip tanks and not having lighting solutions for them. So, you know, it's just my passion for aviation and general aviation really kind of drives the solutions I want to provide people. I think that says
0: a lot about you and, and your business because you know clearly there are there are bigger um bigger things to attack out there for your business. You got bigger customers, you got you know a lot more volume you can be doing, and that that you took the time to kind of educate somebody on a one-off, you know, smaller airplane, smaller transaction basis uh that's that's pretty important and i think that says a lot and actually you know going back i don't know if you even remember but i i don't know if i'd ask you personally or if i'd ask you via facebook one time because i was looking for leds for my airplane too and uh still am i have a, I shouldn't say i'm still looking for them i know what i'm going to put on there because of what you told me and i know that's where we're going to get them haven't done it yet but um you know you came back pretty quickly and uh, i value that a lot because um you know there's a lot of folks you know you know it's interesting to me is just a side note the number of people that call us up and then we'll call them back and they'll say my gosh you guys returned my phone call
1: <laughs> yeah yes. we, we get that a lot um my son aren't you my, my son-in-law is in the concrete business he's just starting out and he says you know what's like what's the most important thing don't do I need this kind of equipment or how do I price it and I said Christian that's all second I said the very the most important thing is to call your customers back. Yeah. You you have to keep the lines of communication open. And and he just, we had a conversation the other day. He's like, man, you're right. I can't believe how many people say, wow, you, you actually called me back. And to your point, you know, um, I think everybody, I, don't, I shouldn't say everybody. There's a lot of people in business that they are always looking down the road. They're looking for the next deal, the next thing. The grass is always greener. But, you know, Chris, I know you do a lot, a lot of work to kind of keep your trough full, right? You're always building your pipeline and and you've always got a lot of airplanes, you know, either in inventory or on brokerage or or whatever. And you do these little sneak peeks. I saw one of a Baron last night on Facebook. And I stopped, oh, okay. Yeah. Nice job of reeling me in. Um, but the, the fact that you know you're you're taking care of the future but you're you've been very responsive to your current customers both on you know acquisition and disposal sides um that's that's where i think the really uh the lovers of general aviation that's what they do they have this passion of i want to help these people and yeah. and i let that flow through into my business and you know i tell i tell my sales guys don't you know don't let this go someone's calling you to buy something it's because it's they're likely not kicking tires you know there's not very many financially challenged people in aviation everybody you know wants the latest gadget gadget or widget so uh, right. i'd like them to buy it from us
0: yeah yeah exactly so let me ask you this, as a, as a business owner, now you're, even though you're in the business or in the aviation arena, um, but as a, as a business owner, nonetheless, who do you see as, um, benefiting the most as, as other business owners from getting into aviation or getting into general aviation, you're having an airplane for their business. What, what do you see working best? You know, you've got some experience here.
1: Yeah. So. Uh, you know, one of the things we didn't, didn't talk about is I, I sold a group, a PC-12 three years ago and they excited to buy the airplane, but they didn't have any way to crew it. So on a short term basis, I said, okay, I'll crew the airplane for you. And it's worked out so well. I just continue to fly it for them.
0: Okay. PC-12
1: is a great airplane. And, you know, I see them using it to move executives to, to meetings, right? So where t- in today's time, you know, you move yourself, you move employees on an airline somewhere, it is at least an all-day affair, if not a two-day situation, just to go to a meeting. So, you know, we move a lot of executives to meetings, and it works really well time is a commodity and it's the only commodity that we just can't get more of. We can go make more money. People in aviation, people that use aviation, you know, in their businesses, you know, they've they figured out the secret sauce to figure out how to make money and, and support those habits or those tools. But the time is something that we don't get more of. So, you know, I explain it. To, to our board of directors and, and my wife and everybody else, you know, about general aviation is it, it buys you time. It's a time machine, and for anybody who values time, you can't put a dollar amount on it. You just you just can't. Um, so, people that value their time need to get places efficiently and consistently. I think really benefit the most from uh, from general aviation
0: yeah yeah i think you're right and that's that is it's something that we all have in common we've all got the same amount of time we don't know when our time is up and right it's how we're going to utilize that and that's a that's a really good perspective and you're exactly right i see a lot of that with folks who um you know they're moving especially as they're moving up the line um a, a customer comes to mind right now we're working on a meridian acquisition for him and you know he's he's kind of the, the ideal guy, right? He's he's he understands that because of the efficiencies of GA, he's been able to get his business where it is.
1: Yeah, it's kind yeah. of neat. It definitely helps with growth when you can when you can hit four or five cities in a day. You know, I I think of a a restaurant a franchise owner and he uses general aviation to hit. Several cities in a day. Uh, I know a guy that owns some um, salon, a salon franchise, and you know he's he's going to use his airplane to hit all of his stores in a day, and it it turns you know a two week trip into a couple of days. And if that's not a good example of saving time, you know I don't I don't know what is.
0: Yeah. Well, let me let me kind of wrap up with this question and it's as open-ended as you want to make it, but what's, what's next for you and what's next for Omaha Airplane Supply?
1: Yeah. So we, we have a lot of exciting things coming. Um, you know, before this, I really enjoyed a lot of time with my wife and family. Um, you know, aircraft sales, it gives you a lot of time, uh, a lot of flexibility. And I haven't had that at Omaha Airplane Supply. It's, you know, I, I, I tell my wife all the time, you know, it's easier to build a company from scratch than it is to mm. take a 50 year old company and mold it to what you want it to be. So, you know, we, we've put a lot of time and effort into uh, bringing all the higher plane supply into this century. So we've got a lot of really exciting things happening. Um, our hose shop is expanding. You know, we're building hoses for more OEM customers. Uh, we've got e-commerce coming. So, all of the great wholesale pricing and service that we've given our customers over the decades uh, we're going to open most of that up to the end users so and that's you know that's in an effort to compete with some of the other e-commerce parts companies out there so that's that's exciting Uh, we're looking at a couple of new locations that will help expand our market and um, you know expand our footprint. So that's coming and just more upward growth. You know, we we want to continue to align ourselves with good customers, with good people that have good values and really forge relationships that we've had, you know, like we've had for, for 50 years. We want to continue to build those and and provide excellent customer service and and in parts for the, the general aviation public.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's neat, and it's it's clearly about the people with you, which uh, which I think is really neat. So, yeah, just uh, without,
1: without people, what do you have? You you have a bunch of commodities, and I really, you know, through this whole COVID crisis thing, we haven't we haven't laid off a single person. We haven't cut a shift. Um, as a matter of fact, I've had all my people working overtime. You know, we I've looked for additional responsibilities for them to. You know, I don't wanna give handouts, uh, but hey, if you wanna come into work, you can have all the overtime you want. Uh, here's all the stuff that needs to be done. So they've, you know, a lot of them have taken advantage of that and um, I, think, I think really appreciate the, the offer.
0: Yeah, that's neat. And so you, you brought up one thing, just a final question here is yeah. uh, you mentioned your family, so
1: you've got how many kids? We do. Uh, we have a blended family. My wife and I—we've been married for uh, five years. I think it's five years. Sorry, <laughs> it's close. Don't uh, apologize have, to me. <laughs> yeah, we have six kids, uh, six children together, and uh, she has four, and I have two, and it's uh, it's pretty awesome, right? We have um, twenty-two years old to nine years old, so we have people that kids that have graduated college and are buying houses and getting married all the way down through, you know, the nine year old who's trying to figure out his multiplication table still. Yeah. Yeah. So So they like to fly. Yeah, they do. Uh, the oldest son, uh, is a private pilot. He's working on his instrument rating. Uh, a couple of the kids are big into uh, softball and baseball. And so every chance we get, we fly to the tournaments or the games, and, uh, you know, what they really enjoy is when, when I was more involved with aircraft sales, I'd have a new airplane inventory. Um, so I remember one time uh, I had a carbon cub and we all just took turns flying the carbon cub and we found a sandbar out on the river and we go land in the sandbar, or a grass field or something. And uh, they really, really enjoyed that. They always talk about going flying and wanting to go flying. And, and now they're coming up with these weird destinations like, Hey, can we fly to Dallas to go to this ice cream place? I'm like, oh wow, isn't there like an ice cream place closer? (laughs) So they're getting pretty creative on uh, how to use the airplanes, uh, you know, what to do with them. So great family, great kids. My wife is awesome. Uh, Really been a a, a rock in my my aviation life. Uh, Both. On the, the corporate flying side and the new businesses side, so it's been uh, it's been great. It's been great to have her by my side and, and have uh, a family that really supports it. So I wouldn't I wouldn't trade it for anything.
0: Well, wow, you're a blessed man. That's that's wonderful. Um, well, thank you very much. I do want to give you the opportunity. How do people get a hold of you?
1: Yeah, so you can go to our website to uh, www.omahaairplanesupply.com. And today, it's more of an informational website. Um, Give us 30 or 60 days, probably into August or something, and we'll have a full e-commerce site there. But, you know, please pick up the phone and give us a call. Uh, The the 800 numbers are on the website for the Omaha facility or Long Beach. doesn't matter where you call. uh, The parts will be fulfilled uh, out of the closest warehouse. And on our website, we've got all the, the lines that we distribute for and you know when you, when you call, if you don't know exactly what you're looking for, it's okay. We will help you figure it out. It's uh, we have libraries full of Cessna manuals and beach manuals and Piper manuals and Lycoming and Continental. So if you don't know what you're looking for, it's okay. We'll we'll help you find it.
0: Great. Well, I'm Brian Bronson, Omaha Airplane Supply. Thank you so much for taking your time here today.
1: All right, Chris. Have a good one. Take care.
0: Okay, you too. Thank you. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Wild Blue Podcast. Find us online at flywildblue.com. And don't forget to subscribe and share.